What up, though? We are back. Wowzers. This is Sean Crowell. Matt Benavides. Matthew Gregory. Happy Taco Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday. You guys are hearing this on not Taco Tuesday. You're hearing it on Wednesday, but that doesn't matter. Um, But this Tuesday, July 14th in sports history, in 1969, Oakland's Reggie Jackson knocked 10 runs, 10 RBIs, and a 21-7 win over the Boston Red Sox at Fenway. Jackson had five hits and six at-bats, including two two homers and a double 10 rbis in a game wow. that's not a bad what a game mr a october game. in july right so in july that's where we are now segways are easy to do <laughs> uh, bars bars uh this past weekend ufc 251 uh july 11th at fight island and yaz island Ooh. yes island <laughs> in abu dhabi um Benavidez, we were lucky enough. We ordered the fight. Yeah, it was got a good to sit one. back and watch it. There were some good fights. So definitely, um, nobody cares about the undercard. Let's be real. No. Uh, so we'll go ahead and just jump into the main card. Uh, so Hibas uh, makes light work of Paige Van Zant. Yeah. First round armbar. Not too much to talk about there. I love Paige Van Zant. Oh yeah. Let's be real. Yep. Who doesn't? Um, Fun but, name too. Yeah, PVZ, Paige Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. POV, PVZ. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, she's she's not a very good fighter. Uh, no, no. I mean, it was uh, pretty quick work, uh, which is unfortunate because, I mean, she interviews well, and that is the main concern. Yeah, she's uh, really good on their Metro PC wireless, Metro wireless commercials. Exactly. Uh, not so much when it comes to getting punched in the face. No. Um, moving right along, again, not much talk about there. Uh, Rose, Thug Rose Namajunas uh, gets her revenge against Jessica Andrade. Um, this was the one where, you know, she had lost, I think it was last year, and um, she was, like, just taxing that ass for, like, two or three rounds, gets dropped on her head. Yeah. Very unfortunate, and she was out. So kind of a crappy way to lose the first time because, like, yeah. you were just beating her, you know, left, right, and center. Yeah. And then sure. you get dropped, uh, you know, landing on your head, which, you know, cause that, that could happen to anybody. Yeah. So it's kind of a sucky way to lose, but she gets the uh, her revenge. Uh, she pretty much dominated the whole fight. Andrade kind of came on at the end, but a little too, little too late. Um, Rose Thug Rose pulled it out. Yeah. And uh, she is also just an insane person. <laughs> yeah, I love the haircut, but yeah, she seems like she's very intense, super intense, man. I was telling uh, Benavides a story the other day before her fight with uh, Joanna Young Jacek. Whenever uh, she, you know, Joanna gets in her face at the at the the press conference, the face, yeah. the stare down, and she's like, you know, talking all this crap to her, and you see Rose kind of like just mumbling to herself, like really low mumbling to herself. While I was watching the, or listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> A uh, good friend of the show, Joe Rogan, yeah, and um, and he was talking about how like he was, you know, he's up there doing like that now, so he could hear what they were talking about. So he said, you know, Joanna's just talking crazy, and if you listen closely, Rose is just dead staring right in her face, just saying the Lord's prayer. Yeah, that's uh, I'm walking out. That's insanity. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. And sure enough, she dropped her and, and won. And the last rest person I'm talking to, right? So moving on to the uh, one of three title fights. This was a huge card, and one of the main reasons why I bought it. Three title fights back to back to yeah. back on the main card. Um, my boy Putter Yan 
Yanni. Yanni. Doesn't even need two vowels. I'm telling you, one and done, baby. Uh, becomes the new uh, bantamweight champion. Yes. Uh, so as you know, Henry Cejudo, the king of cringe, went ahead and <laughs> retired, uh, left his bantamweight title for grabs. Um, close fight going into the championship rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it was. It, it was pretty close, but that it, pretty even fight until fourth round. Yeah. Uh, Benavidez, what did what did you see? We were watching it. Um, it looked like it was pretty close in that fourth round. Jan just kind of turned it up. Yeah, that, I mean that's exactly what it was. I think by by the fourth, you could just tell he wanted it more. I don't know if it was his uh, conditioning or stamina or, or just you know maybe all that had gotten to uh, you know Jose Aldo at that point. But I mean, he just looked to be uh, the fresher guy, you know. Yeah, he landed two huge uppercuts and then a right hand that I think really kind of took the life out of Aldo. Like that pretty much kind of got him to the end up getting him to the ground. Yeah. And finished with some ground and pound. And then I think at that time I was like, okay, this is this is yeah, yeah. I mean and, and and Jan is only 23. He's the oh, youngest. Really? Yeah, he's the youngest bantamweight champion ever now. Right. Um and he just looks like that dude in the division right now. Yeah. And that I mean, division is like stacked and we'll talk about, you know, who possibly could be next for him uh later, but he really looked like the man. Of course, fifth round comes in. They dropped him. Dropped him, catches him in the crucifix on the fence, just beats the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, and, man, I, I think we were talking. We were like, like, where is the ref? Like, someone step in. Yeah, like, he was just wailing on him, and, he, and Aldo was not fighting back. He was pretty much covered up the whole time. Yeah. He had him over the shoulder and was just wailing on him. And, you know, we watched it with, with – with my girlfriend and and you know she's pretty good about watching fights she doesn't yeah. get she doesn't get too turned off by like blood or people getting beat up but even she was like oh my god like stop the fight like she was starting to get into that like mode of like yeah i don't want to see this you know what i mean and, he's beating him you know him. and i'm the type of person like give the fighters a chance like i think sometimes they call it too soon yeah and so i'm like no i mean that's too early like he was still you know he was still moving around yeah and stuff. but bro nah, nah, this not not in that case fights. this is not one of those cases i mean i guess it's trending because i mean i i didn't get to watch a fight but i saw the highlights today and that was like even the, the main thing they were saying they're like this thing should have got stopped last round and yeah just getting welled on and yeah, like you said man the two huge uppercuts just took his soul yeah, it um, looked like one of those Mortal Kombat moves. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. And that's the thing about Aldo, man. You forget, like he's thirty three. Like he was, he was the man at uh, what is that featherweight? He was the man at one forty five. Yeah, and he had like, was like seven title defenses in I a think- row. People were talking about him as like being the goat. And then he lost to Connor, and after that, just went downhill. Yeah. He loses to Holloway. He loses to Volkanovski. He loses to. Uh, I mean, is this common in fighting? I mean, you look at um, Ronda Rousey. You know, I mean, where people doing, are at the top of their game, and as soon as they finally meet their well, match, it's, per I se, think it's like anything else. Like once you find that person who exposes your weakness, everybody jumps on it. Right, know? right, and, but, uh, and that happens. But you, as a fighter, they just exploited your weakness. That I feel like I would train like crazy to. Oh, oh yeah, you know. Well, I mean, but, myself but sometimes, you know, in desperation, I think they just, you know, go with what you know type yeah. thing. In the words of the great American philosopher Mike Tyson. Bite uh, off their ear. <laughs> that was one of his quotes, yes. Oh, but okay. his other quote, what I was going to say was, he always said, um, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he was like, I need to work on this. I need to do this. Yeah. But again, he was one of those dudes that, like, people thought had no flaws. Like, he was just oh, yeah. the man. And I know Connor was a huge 
underdog, and I think Connor did what Connor's good at, which was got under his skin, oh, yeah. talked crazy to him, got him to overextend, and in 13 seconds, oh, that was you it. Know, knocked him out. And I think after that, his ego just took a hit. He lost to Holloway, mm-hmm. and I, I followed up with a, a great tweet that was, if you want to beat Jose Aldo, just get get your last name tattooed on your stomach. Because he was 0-2 <laughs> against guys who had their ta- names tattooed <laughs> on their stomach. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, he, stat. I'm telling you, that's what I'm here for. Deep dives and the stats <laughs> that you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think he lost to, he lost to like two or three other people. And then like, to me, I was talking to my buddy about this. I was like, this feels like his last ditch effort, like yeah. to be the man. Like if you lose now, like you're going down to 135. He's he'd already fought at 135 before and lost. He was 0-1 at 135. I don't even understand how he got the title shot. He was ranked like number six or number eight in the division. I think it was six, yeah. Yeah, and I think Jan was three. So I don't even know how he got the he got the call, but he did. Jan made light work at him towards the end, and um, I think what's next for Jan is uh, Aljamain Sterling. He's been on a tear. I think he's won like three or four in a row. Um, that's who I want to see. I think you don't think Cejudo comes back. No, I don't think he Good. would. I mean, he's a little bit older. He's he's done everything there is to do. He was the champ champ. He is the Olympic gold medalist. Right. He's, he's pretty much done. Good. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see Aljamain for uh, for for Petr Jan. I think that's a good fight. I think Styles make fights. Both of them can strike. Aljo's really good on the hand, so I'm, I'm interested in that one. So Okay. That's that's the one I'm looking for next for, for Jan. I think Aljamain has done enough to, to deserve that title fight. So uh, moving right along. Um, the next fight was Alexander Volkanovsky uh, defeated Matt Hol- Max Holloway, excuse me, in a split decision. Did he? Um, the highlight of the fight Man. to me bef- was before the fight even started. Uh, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Alexander Volkanovsky comes out to, I think I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> he, Man, I was I, like, this is a perfect intro song yeah. for a guy from Australia. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And there was a lot of interesting. He said, "Do you speak my language?" <laughs> a lot of interesting entrance music on this one. I think we heard a, a song from the movie Sing. Somebody introduced. Yeah, it was the "I'm Still Standing" yeah. by Elton John, but it was the Sing version. Yeah, it wasn't the Elton John version. It's very, very odd with the entrance music on this one. But uh, so this one was the big one. This is the main one that I've been wanting to talk about. Was I think. This is the, probably one of the the crazier decisions, and I think even after the fight, I think Dana White came out and was like, "We need to get better uh, refs or, or non refs <laughs> judges." And like he thought Holloway won the fight. Everybody on Twitter, when I was like, you know, t- checking out Twitter, everyone was talking about Holloway. Mm-hmm. But we'll kind of get into how that happened. So the first two rounds, all Holloway. That was oh, sweet, yeah. right? Yeah. Dropped him in the first round and the second round. Yep. Now I, I like to think I'm a relatively big fan of UFC. I know there's a lot in, in MMA that I that I don't know. But I was always taught you drop somebody that's 10-8 round. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. I mean I would I feel like it is. Yeah. So off top, you in the first and second round, those should have been two 10-8 rounds. Right. Now granted, I think he caught him leaning, came in, I think one was like an uppercut. And I think this one of the second round was like an uppercut and he kind of stumbled and fell down. So does that count as like dropping him? I don't maybe know. Maybe not. And maybe that's still... how they saw it. But he went down twice. Yeah. You know, first round, second round. The third round is where it gets murky. Right. And I think it was pretty clear that Volkanovski turned it on. I was like, oh, crap. Like, I need, yeah. I need to turn this up yeah. because this dude's coming for my title. And again, for you, if you don't know, this was the rematch. Volkanovski beat Holloway for the title last the year. Time, yeah. And some people had it all uh, Volkanovski. Some people thought it was a close 
fight. So Volko was like, let's run it back. And I want to prove to you guys that I can beat this guy. Right. So he ends up he ends up beating him. He turns on the last two rounds, really kind of dominates those last two rounds, especially the end of the fifth round. I think that's when you really need to show out, like when there's seconds left. Just go all out because you need to leave that lasting impression in the judges' minds. It worked. Uh, it had to have, man. So this is my question. I think this is the first thing I thought of whenever they said and still was you have to you have to finish the champ. You can't leave it to the judges. I would think so. I Unless mean, yeah. it's like flawless. Like when the, like I know I kind of contradicted myself when talking about Volkanovski beating Holloway on the card last year. Right. But I think that was pretty handily that it was pretty obvious. When this one, I think if it's close, they're just going to give it to the champ. I would agree. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to that third round. How do you view that third round? Right. Yeah. I mean, when we were watching it, uh, the first two, like you said, he, when he dropped him, I was like, oh, yeah, these are definitely his rounds. But uh, Volkanovski, man, when he turned it on, I mean, he made the last three kind of interesting. But I I mean, I think you're right. I think he absolutely, like, if, you, if you're going to beat the champ, you have to drop him. Like, you can't leave it to, to judges because yeah. at that point, I think most of them are going to say, well, he didn't knock him out. He didn't do enough to, you know, right. unless it's clear across the board. But, I mean. So, what, Gregory, what do you think about that rule? Like, in order to beat the champ, you have to finish the champ. Do you think, like, winning on three to two on a scorecard is enough to, to call yourself the champion? Because some people say, oh, he's a paper champ. He barely won. He won three rounds or two, yada, yada. Um, or do you think you have to, in order to beat the champ, you have to finish the champ? I feel like at the end of the day, winning is winning. Um, but if I fight him and I win three, two, Hey, that I'm he taking won. that win. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, regardless if there's any, you know, drama or, you know, people think vice versa. Or, yeah. Hey, it wasn't a clean fight. Hey man, I don't but know a lot about numbers, but when I, yeah, when I looked at this fight, I thought Holloway had it. And I think that's the overall impression is okay. I think he won the fight, but if you look at maybe the round by rounds, like, okay, he won the rounds, you know, he won the last two. And then the third one, since it's a toss up, like kind of Sean mentioned, Hey, he's a champ. We'll just kind of give it to him. Cause it's, it, that was tight. You know, tie goes to the champ. So yeah. I think, and again, I think it all comes to how you judge that third round. Yeah. And I, I saw it live. A lot of stuff has happened since Saturday night. And maybe if I went back and watched it again, I'd change my mind, but I still think like, I remember leaving the third round, like, Ooh, I don't know about that one. That one was close. Cause I, from my memory, I think Holloway was tagging him early. I think, again, maybe I'm wrong. I think Volkanovski made him taking him down in the, in the, in the third. I don't I think remember. So. I think something like that. So happened. maybe that's where it got switched over, but it's interesting. And I, there's obviously no way we see a third fight. I think Volkanovski is like, look, I gave you the rematch because that's what y'all wanted. Y'all said I didn't do enough the first time, but I think he did less this time than he did the first <laughs> yeah. time. So yeah, to go I back, like, that. I want to beat him and leave no doubt. That's tough. It's still like, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you, there's you have, more, there's doubt. more doubt. Now. Yeah, right. So, so that's how that ended. Um, the next fight was the was the main card, the Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. The Jorge, don't call me George Masvidal. Um, <laughs> and Jesus. Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. Um, and I got to say this, man. Hats off to Masvidal, right? Yeah. Takes the fight on six point. days notice. Flies from Miami to Las Vegas, from Las Vegas to Abu Dhabi, and sometime in that, loses 22 pounds in six days. That's crazy. insane. Now, he said like he had been, been training, like he'd been in the gym, but not like going hard, like training yeah. for a fight. Just like, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work you out. You might be able to lose five pounds off of water weight. Yeah. But, but 22 pounds in six days? Jeez. I mean, that's what's reported. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that's what happened. But Right. So 
he gets there, and and I'll be honest, I, I you can ask, you can go through all my texts and shit. Like I, I never, there was no doubt that Kamar Usman was gonna lose. You know what I mean? Like there was no doubt in my mind he was gonna win. Like right, it's right. just he's just too big right now. He's too good of a wrestler. He's good on the hands. Like he's just that dude right now. We'll get a little bit more into that later. Um, okay. So going to that first round, man, Masvidal came out hot. Yeah, like he, he was ready to go, and I thought he took the, the first round. He was just way more active. He had landed some big shots. Um, Do you think that was his plan? Like, hey, you know, I know I'm not in the best shape. Like, I'm just going to come out swinging. Hell, yeah. I think yeah, that, Like, hey, yeah. if, let's get the knockout right here. Yeah. Just, um, get him in the corner and that. just start just meleeing him. Yeah, we had talked about that beforehand. Like, the only way he wins this fight is if, like, in those first two rounds, he just comes out and just squares up yeah. and drills him with one because – the deeper it went, you knew uh, Usman was going to take it. Like that's just how. But it's just amazing that he went five rounds, you know, without the proper conditioning. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, a lot of it was that that toe stomp and that shoulder bro, check. And, that yeah. was crazy. I mean, I like, dude, Masvidal's foot Sunday had to have been like oh, just swollen, like just to, huge, to the craziest mm. degree. But I've got to tell you, I've, I've never seen a fight like that. Like once. Once it got past the second or third round, it really felt like Kamara Usman was just like, you know what? I don't, I don't have to do this. You know what I mean? I can take him to the ground at any point. Let's just hold him until I just draw all this energy out, and then maybe we'll see what happens in the fourth. Yeah, yeah I think the the best UFC fighters of all time, GSP, you know, uh, John Jones, people like that, are people who are really good. Like on the ground that also can strike. Yeah. Like if you're a, if you have a wrestling base, I just feel I try like uh uh Khabib, you know what I mean? Like yeah. guys who have like a wrestling base that you can teach like striking to that, that that get striking later. But if you have a wrestling base, like a regular boxer puncher or like a street baller brawler like Masvidal is like if you get him out of that comfort zone of like let's just stand up and bang, yeah. like they just hardly ever last. Like you see that with Connor when he fought Khabib. Khabib beat that ass you know what i mean yeah. like he was just because he's so much better on the ground so kamar like you said i think kamar realized like look if i want to win this fight i'm not gonna stand up and just bang with this dude he's yeah. obviously got the advantage there yep. but i have the advantage everywhere else so yep. but like those those foot stomps that was a joke i had never like i've obviously seen that in the fight before but i you know you see it every now and then somebody just reached down and i've always like oh man that's gotta hurt but he did it like 10 times each round, maybe probably more. I'm probably lowballing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. But those shoulder, like he would get him on the fence, shoulder strikes, the old Connor shoulder strikes, and then just, <clears throat> and as big as Usman is, so they're fighting at what was that, 170, right? No, they were fighting at 155. No, not 170. They're 170. So, because they're welterweight. So, uh, right, yeah, so they're fighting right. at 170. All, like 170. From like the heel to the top of your foot, it's mm. over and over. Oh, no and the crazy thing, like you saw it, like Jorge was like kind of like like laughing, like what the hell? Yeah. Like get his guy to stop. Yeah, he's not gonna be able to hit the gas pedal, man. <laughs> Dude, he's got it. Like his feet had to be like super swollen. But oh, I would think so. I mean, just from two to five, just got him in the clinch, hit him with the foot stomp. You know, knees to the thighs, just kind of wearing him down. And, you know, like, just being in that position, like, it's just so tiring. Someone constantly pushing up against you, like, having you on the ground, you know, throwing some strikes. I think he got him on the ground, like, the third or fourth round. And he yeah. opened him up with two cuts 
that were actually accidental. They were like head bursts. Yeah. Yeah. Like on accident, you know, just kind of move your head around and cut them twice. So that was obviously an effect, but um, yeah, Usman was just too big, too strong, too good of a wrestler. It wasn't flashy, but he kind of did what he had to do to win. So my question, so with this, Usman um, matches GSP's welterweight record with 12 consecutive wins. He's been on a tear since he won, uh, the, the ultimate fighter, like he's just been that dude. And I'm not gonna lie, when he beat uh uh Tyron Woodley, yeah. that was like damn, because I was a huge Tyron Woodley fan. <laughs> so when he oh, lost yeah. him, I was like, Yeah, oh yeah, I love Tyron Woodley. So I was like, Man, that was kind of like damn, this, this dude might be for real. Cause people were talking about Tyron as the best welterweight since GSP, and then Usman just manhandled him on the ground and just out-wrestled him. And Tyron, I think, is like a national champion wrestler or somewhere. He's like a big wrestler, right. and he just dominated him for I think three or four out of the five rounds. So, um, so what's next for Usman? I think it's gotta be Gilbert, Bo- Gilbert Burns. This is what, who was supposed to originally yeah. be the fighting. Yeah. Came down with the Roni and, uh, mm. Roni, Roni had to be quarantined. So sucks. I think Leon Edwards is another name that we can see soon. Yeah. But I think, I think it it's be gotta be Gilbert. He yeah. deserves it. You know, he's been on tear. So, so yeah, that was UFC 251. Um, great card. I think it was definitely worth the money. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of yeah. fights went the distance. There were some good, good you know. I think on the undercard there was a nice knockout earlier. Like it was like a nice submission. But uh, yeah, I mean three title fights can't beat it. And I'm not gonna lie, I was telling Matt this the other day. Uh, I thought that like all the way up till Saturday, I thought the fight was gonna be on the beach. No, they, yeah. had this, they had this promo like a Mortal Kombat you know beach you. scene. Yeah. So they had this promo of like this octagon that was on the beach. Yeah. And like they had the fighters like going and visiting and taking pictures with it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do about the sand issue. But like, <laughs> but like literally up to Saturday. Just throw sand in their eyes. You, you know what I mean? Girl. Like Mortal Kombat. You gotta walk across before you get into Bro, the ring. I legit thought that's where they were fighting. I was like, well, that's weird. The I next mean, one will be in the ocean with great whites. I'm telling you, like a nice, what's it called? Uh, what's that? Jail in, in San Francisco. Alcatraz? Like an Alcatraz <laughs> situation. He's having just a sharks with laser beams. You know when you lose, you get thrown into the water. So. Uh, if you're the uh, the Diaz brothers, you just swim home. There you, you go. Know, like, you're already there. Uh, but yeah, so switching gears. Um, to the NBA, I think it was announced yesterday, Monday. You're hearing this on Wednesday. So Monday, July 13th, it was announced that Russell Westbrook, the hometown hero of the Houston Rockets, mm. uh, has tested positive for COVID-19. Mm. Um, mm. So mm. Russell, James Harden, and Luke Mbamute did not travel with the team to Orlando. Uh, we got some late breaking news. I think we just saw a video a second ago on Twitter. Yeah, James Harden's back. He... Um got his big mask on it was like a full headed mask it was yeah, straight really? black. it looked it looked cool it looked scary as it should be yeah, yeah. but uh yeah. He, he's back to camp um even before that they posted a video of him just draining threes he probably made At toyota yeah i saw that one. Oh, it was nice so and he looks good man he looks in shape he looks skinny well, that's good but um it was hopefully I, for the right reasons yeah right for some reason, like Harden and Russell, I thought that I got the notification. It was like a week ago that they weren't traveling. And so I didn't know. I already I already assumed. I was like, well, maybe it is COVID related. But now with Russell coming out and he does have it, I'm glad he has it. Well, I don't want him any. I don't want anybody to have it. Right? I'm not glad he has it. But but <laughs> since he does, if you were to get it, I guess now would be the time to get it because you still have time to come back. 
starts the 31st. I mean, if it would have happened True. during the camp, because, you know, unfortunately, I hope this isn't the case. It's supposed to be a big bubble. That's how they, right. they have super tight rules. So one of the NBA guys just got quarantined for eight days for crossing the line. Yeah, Rashawn you, Holmes from the Kings. What? Yeah. The only reason I know that because he used to play for the Sixers. Yeah. And so when I saw his face. So he, I guess he saw one of the, the NBA stars uh, got Postmates, and so he wanted to go do the same thing. And there's a line literally outside. You cannot go It's a good line, boss. He went across it, picked up food, and they're like, hey, you breach protocol. You have to go sit in that quarantine box for eight days. Yeah. His mom hashtagged him like, that that food is be- that food is not better than mom's cooking. What are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, stay safe out there. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because also the rocket, the new rocket center, uh, Bruno, Bruno Cabacalaco, or yeah, uh, Caboclo, Caboclo. There yeah. we go, Matt, our chief linguistics officer. That's me. Um, is in quarantine after leaving his hotel room and breaking mandatory quarantine period. Um, he's only played five games since joining the team in February. Mm-hmm. And my question is. What's with the new guy? Right. Like, dude, what are you doing? You just got here. You can't afford to be, like, yeah. effing up like that. You know what I mean? I mean, he was probably going to be that 10th guy or ninth or 10th guy. Yeah, I mean, he's not seeing much of the court. Let's be now, real. Now, here's some other breaking news. Was it Michael Beasley? I know he just signed. Left-handed mellow. I forgot what team he signed with. But he, he reported, like, yesterday, already broke protocol and left. What? Good Wait, Lord. what do you mean? He, like, left? He just dipped out. They said, you know, that's just a Michael Beasley thing to do. You, like, hey, you have to stay in this bubble. And he's like, no, nah. Sidebar, yeah. he, was, he was the man at Kansas State. Oh, well, yeah, he definitely was. The dude he could score. The yeah. Left-handed Miller. Shout out to the, guy, the guy can score. Shout out Charles Bruce. That's my thing is, you know, I know they have it locked down. I, I think in their bubble, they still had two people that tested positive. My thing is, what's going to happen when they start playing and someone does get it? Yeah. What's the protocol going to be? Not like, okay, we've had, you know, Russell Westbrook. That's a big name. But what if it's a Giannis or LeBron, knock on wood? Oh. You know, I hope none of that happens. But what's their protocol? That's what I want to know. Like, okay, one of them tests positive, and it's during the playoffs. Or, hell, it could be the finals. In the finals, yeah. Right. Do you postpone it for – I mean, you can't. Because oh, it's got to be two weeks start, of quarantine, yeah. you, you know? And it, start on time. Is it going to be a real twi- a title then? If I say, hey, take LeBron off the Lakers, and now I'm battling Anthony Davis, which is now the Pelicans. Yeah, pretty much. You know? like Yeah. If you look at the roster. Is that going to be a real championship? Sean, yeah. if the Sixers win, are you okay with that? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. – That was a dub. Hey, that was a dub. You, you know take it out, you leave it. Huh? But that's the thing is like uh, – it's funny you mention that because – I think a lot of Twitter trolls are going to say that if Le- if LeBron wins, is this like an asterisk year? And speaking no, as a Twitter troll, yeah, I think it will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a tainted victory unless it's the Sixers and yeah, it's legit and they deserve it. I don't know. I mean, they played enough of their in-game season. Um, I don't know, man. It's too, no. many, too many people not playing. It's not a real schedule. I just got you. Got to see playoffs. You know? <laughs> Until the Sixers get on a roll. Until the Sixers win, man. I mean, they played the hardest teams. Yeah, eight game schedule. <laughs> what more do you want? Uh, speaking of that eighth game schedule, the kind of the the weird thing about Russ is okay. When does he come back? And as we're recording this on the fourteenth, it was reported on the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So. 14 days from the 13th is obviously quick math, 27th, 27th. boom. Bang. That's right. 
uh, not a math major for that one, but See, still got it. My thing is, I think he already had it for a few days, and they released okay. it. I'm just saying, like, worst case scenario, yeah, it just gets, he find out he had it on Monday. Okay. You got to quarantine him for two weeks from Monday. That's okay. when it tested positive, right. right? Or, well, that's when it was announced. I mean, maybe he knew about it, you know, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you quarantine him for two weeks. And, uh, that brings us to the 27th. Well, their first game is until the 31st against the Dallas Mavericks. So In theory, he's okay. Right. You yeah. would think. So now, granted, he's not getting practice time with the guys. It's ah. Russell Westbrook, one of the best players in the league, top 10 player in the league. Drains and sand. And- I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he'll be – I don't think he – 10 days – well, I guess it's a lot more than 10 days because you figure they probably haven't practiced together since March. Well before that, yeah. Right? Um, Rockets are currently six games uh, – sorry, six in the West – Eight games out of the eight seed, so I don't. They're not gonna. Yeah, they've already drop clinched off. the playoffs, right? Yeah. But the question is, is okay. So you now go from facing the Jazz, which would be their team, mm-hmm. to if you lose Westbrook, you lose a couple games. They got a tough. Rock's got a tough schedule. Yeah, they drop down now. They're the seventh, eight seed. Now you're looking at the Clippers or the Lakers with no Russ, yeah, possibly. You, you, yeah, you don't want to play those guys. Yeah. You, that's not who you want in the first round, no. at least. You know what I mean? So. That's you know what does this team look like? Maybe maybe Bruno Caboclo could be getting a little a few more minutes. <laughs> That's it. You if know they stay in his room, right? They signed Labaka Mute. You know, Luke. underrated pickup there, man. Luka yeah. Mute is a baller, but I mean, have we? Is he there? No, no, I don't. I don't think yet. I know they just recently signed him, so I don't know if he had to be. I think I you think have he to, be to be quarantined for a week, and yeah. then they allow you to go back into the bubble. And so. Not only that, I mean. I would imagine, well, I would think they're still doing a physical of some sort prior to you signing, you know, like, yeah. like everybody does, but I can't get I'd imagine it's a Skype physical or something. Yeah. I think that's what they're kind of doing with guys is they're Skyping them and like, all right, you're cleared. Let me see your knees. All right, Greg Oden, you're cleared. That, that sentence has never been said. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your knees, Greg Oden, you're cleared. Yeah. Not even in eighth grade. Well, it's just kind of looks, think about like, what's it's going to look like, um, We'll see, man. That's all you can do at this time is just see what Russell's timetable is and if he gets back and what that looks like for the Rockets. So um, just recently, uh, well, not recently, but Madden 21 is coming out August 28th, I believe, for me, August 25th, because I got that pre-order, getting it three days early, MVP pack. That's what happens when you own a podcast. You get stuff early. That's right. Um, You didn't – I mean, goddamn, I spent – a hundred dollars on this game. <laughs> Are you getting it three days early? I'm getting it three days early and a bunch of other stuff. But Madden has done nothing to prove to me that it has gotten better. But still, year after year, I give them my money. Um, and year after year, um, again, segue. Year after year, they come out with the rankings, and it's always this big thing. And um, I saw a tweet the other day. I think I sent it to you guys in the group, and it it kind of had the uh, the overalls of a lot of players that got leaked. And I think the the last line was, I'm totally convinced EA does not watch football. Oh, yeah. Because, like, some of the ratings, they just leave you scratching your head year after year. And I don't know if it's like, you know, we're leaving it here so they can get better as the year goes on. But it should be based off your stats the year before and the potential for what you could be. Agreed. You know, I'm not a ratings simulator, but I feel like that's – should be what it is. So we'll do some of the ones that make sense. We'll get the yeah, good ones out yeah, of the way. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to ones that just blow your mind. So what are some good ones that you guys saw that like, okay, that makes sense. I understand that. 
Well, I mean, there were the obvious, the the 99 overall club. I think that those, what was, it was only it was four. four. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. they got right on the head. They got so, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so the only ones that have been announced are Mahomes and CMC was announced today. Mm-hmm. But the the leak that came out the other day had sorry, Aaron, Aaron Donald Yeah, and then Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, yeah I, I, rightfully I'm probably, so. Yeah, those, those four aren't those. Um, cool with that. I mean – could could you make another? Is there another player that you think could be in a, a ninety? Well, so my the only problem I might have is that I, I was on Twitter as well, and somebody showed some stats of Tre'Davious White, man, and mm-hmm. they put it. They did a side by side with him and Stephon Gilmore, and he put up good numbers. Now, does that mean Stephon Gilmore is not a ninety nine? I wouldn't say that, but I think probably. Tredavious White gets a little, needs a little bit more credit than he's getting. Tredavious White got an 89 ranking. Yeah, that, that, that was literally that's crazy. Like that's, two that's deflected terrible. passes less than what yeah. Stephon Gilmore had. What, I'm surprised no 99 wide receiver. I mean, who would it be though? I think there were I feel like you got it. Michael Thomas. It would be Michael Thomas or Hopkins, but they both like got 98s, which I mean, yeah, yeah. I get that. yeah, that 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 makes sense. So yeah. I mean, Julio would have to be like what a 97. 96. Julio was a 96 allegedly. I, it's not. Let me see. I have the actual ratings here, but, but still, I mean, so this is according to the EA website, and you know, not all of them have been posted. They they posted like rookies, QBs, and running backs, and that's about it. Um. That's as high as it goes. But it doesn't have all of them on there is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, like, they only have, as of right now, they have rookies and, I think, quarterbacks. Some quarterbacks. Like, they don't have um, – what's his name? They don't have Baker. Yeah. But it only scrolls It only scrolls down to a 74, so I don't know. He might be in there. No, he's definitely uh, not. If it only goes to 74, they're going to keep going down a little bit to find Baker. Were you surprised Russell Wilson was a 97? Nah, no, that's, not, that's deserving. Yeah, okay. not Russell really. Wilson is damn good. Yeah, he he does. He has a lot of production. I'll leave it. His measurables might not be the greatest, but he has a he has a lot of production. He knows how to win games. So I, as of right now, the highest rated rookies are Henry Ruggs and Joe Burrow at seventy six. Now again, this is according to what is on Madden's website right now. If you only. Instagram Explore page, every team somehow has gotten leaks of what theirs are. And yeah. I'm sure they're right, but I'm just as of right now, we're gonna talk about what's officially on the page. Yeah. And um right now it's Rugs and Burrow at 76. But the rumor is uh that Chase Young is gonna be at 80 and he'll be the highest rated rookie. Which okay. again, I think that makes sense. They're talking about this dude like a once in a generation talent. So yeah. That yeah. that makes sense to me. I remember when when we were doing the when we were watching the combine, they said something about like he had one of the highest like combine ratings coming in that they'd seen in. Yeah, he's one of those generational talents that they had with like Andrew Luck and yeah, it was like uh, Peyton Manning and all those guys. So another one I thought that was really cool was um, kind of scrolling through this. They have a a stat for um, break sack rating. Deshaun Watson, the hometown kid. 98 for break sack. <laughs> Carson Wentz, my guy, 96. So you know I love that. These are two elusive quarterbacks yeah. that are, can only you know, always find a way out of the pocket and eventually turn the ball over. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're not going to take that sack. That so. I feel like for Deshaun, they got right. Now, I if you take so. that stat and you put it next to his Deshaun Watson, his overall grade is an 86. That's crazy. Yeah. And then Carson Wentz is an 84. No. So to me, this is what this is this is my ranking. I think you got I think it makes sense. Okay. I think Watson at least an 89. Yeah. I, I'm hesitant to give him a 90 
but at least an 89. Okay. If, it was, if it was in that ballpark, I'm okay with it. I'm cool, and I and I honestly believe, and again, maybe I'm biased, but I think I, I always talk about Wentz and Watson are on the same level uh-huh. to me, mm-hmm. playing-wise. Um, big athletes can make plays with their legs. Um, yeah, definitely can extend the play. You know, big sure. arms, not like a crazy cannon, but both have like nice big arms. There, yeah. yep. You know what I mean? Uh, and just like what they do for their teams – now we're really gonna need to see it out of Watson this year, but I, I think those guys should be on the same level. I like what EA did though, because they were like, "Look, we're not gonna give into this Carson versus Prescott thing." They're both on eighty-four, which again is insane <laughs> to me that you could put Carson Wentz and 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 Dak and Dakota Prescott. Excuse me, I called him Dak. Dakota Prescott in the same conversation. Well, you know, I'm not a Dallas fan, but I know all the Dallas fans out there are probably upset because. They probably play a lot of fantasy football, so I mean that's all they really care about. But you look at that's Dakota Dakota stats; he led the league in passing, mm-hmm. and but still got an eight eight record. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, Dubs matter the most. He I'm was, telling you, he was second in fantasy for quarterbacks. So I mean, Carson's out there throwing to me and you, Gregory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, Greg and, Ward, and, and my took boy us, Greg Ward, go man. Cougs, Greg Ward. Put him on the map. So. That's right, and he's he better be a. God dang, shoe in for the team this year. If he has gets cut again, he oh, has we riot. That's a travesty. We yeah. fly to Philly and we riot. I'm with you. Um, uh, but yeah, so like, I don't know. We we, we can get down that rabbit hole of Carson yeah. versus Dakota, and but back to the the rings. Another one that blew my mind after a year off. Yeah, <laughs> a ninety-five. Gronkowski could not understand no. this to save my life. 95? No. Yeah. You took a year off and all of a sudden you're like the third best. Has he thing. ever been that high? And like, so I I'm mean, sure maybe like a 97. Yeah, but, a but after year. like putting up stats the year before, yes. he was promoting CBD on the offseason. You know what I'm saying? The, the Gronk party cruise was yeah. It's got to be tight. Maybe an 85. You know, I give him that. I, you know, I might even give him an eighty-seven if I see a picture of him in football shape. I don't yeah. even know that he's in he, football. He's pretty. He's pretty jacked. He lost or he gained his weight right back. You know, yeah, remember? I, I, was, I remember he was like, like two twenty. He looked was, sick on Fox when he, they had him as like a oh, guest yeah. analyst. He looked gangly, but yeah. he he came out. and He's like, oh, I can gain it back, no problem. And he did. He's I don't know what he did again. to do it. That's all it was. But he he's yoked again. He's probably like two fifty. God, dog. But to gain thirty pounds in a few months. But that, to be a 95 is crazy. Another one, Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon, you're telling me they're both the same grade in 89? No, not a chance. No. Saquon. That's disrespectful to say. I, I'm it saying really is. No, they, really gave him, is. they gave him the injury grade because he missed games last I get year. That, nah, but he's got to be bro, at least an A. Come on, man. Okay. If, if you're giving Gronk a 95 after a year off yeah. and you give Saquon an eight, come on, man. Yeah, I, I, think, I hate the Giants, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a realist. Yeah, Didn't I, Saquon still have a 1,000 yards last year, even though he was oh, hurt? I, Probably. I couldn't tell you, but I, again, I don't think a had a year off Gronk is in any way, shape, or form better than a no. possibly injured Saquon. No. And then Saquon double- injured is still better than like 80% of the running backs in the league, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. The other one that just kind of blew me for a loop here was TJ Watt was an 86. The guy – he was in the talks for defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah, didn't he like lead the league in sacks at one point? Uh, yeah, he yeah. was. He was leading like halfway through the year. Until, I think he was like number one in sacks. I think he had like fifteen, something seventeen like sacks, something like. I mean, he had a g- great year. Um, I'd be interested to see what they do with JJ Watt because I thought TJ Watt had an amazing year. He was up there for defensive player of the year. Yeah, he had fourteen and a half sacks and two interceptions. 
So, no. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, TJ Watch is laying it all out there. I feel like he's always been slept on because, you know, yeah. his little brother, JJ. So he's been outperforming JJ the past couple of years. But if JJ Watt, yeah. if he, JJ Watt, which I'm sure is going to be probably 88, 90. I would say 90. I think 90 is fair for yeah. TJ. He had a damn good year, man. Like you said, we were talking about him. No, I'm talking about JJ. What oh. do you think his stats going to be? Oh. Because if what he's do you higher than. Ooh, JJ, I have no he idea. He got hurt. Right? Well, he did. He got he? hurt. I mean, he's played. So probably he had four sacks last year. Yeah. But he was he had 16 the year before that, though. So. Yeah, but I mean, again, TJ Watt just put up 15. Yeah. This year. And, and it's crazy to look at because when JJ's on the field, when he played 10 or more, 20, 10, 20, 17, oh, 16. I mean, he was, wasn't he like back to back defense player of the year? Yeah, something yeah. like that. One of three years. And, um, yeah. Damn. The guy's the guy's a generational talent. That He'll was be what, a Hall 13, four, 12, 13, he won 14? It in 12, 14, and 15. Yeah. Okay. He didn't win it in 13. That was I think that was the Von Miller Panthers year, right? Yeah, okay. Um another one that's that's kind of a head scratcher. I'm I am all for Christian McCaffrey being a 99. I think he deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like the entire Carolina Panthers team last year. Yep. But then the drop off to the next best guy, which is Derrick Henry. Is a ninety-three, so a six-point drop-off from from C Mac to Derrick Henry. Um, Ezekiel Elliott followed up at ninety-two. Nick Chubb ninety-two. Dalvin at ninety-one, and Saquon at ninety-one. Now again, I think CMC deserves to be a ninety-nine, but you can't tell me he's a ninety-nine and Saquon's a uh, an eighty-nine. Oh, hold on, maybe I got it wrong because now it's saying ninety-one. So that? Saquon's a 91. They okay. must have already stat corrected it. Yeah, they had to because that was not there the other day. Okay. So Saquon is a 91. So, okay. Got that figured out. That makes okay. it, But still, um, that just seems like a huge so, drop. And I, I imagine they give Derrick Henry. Obviously, he had a big year last year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, he's like a pure player. runner. Like, he's not going to, like, swing out there and, no, he's and not run a, a halfback wheel or nothing like that. You know what I mean? No, no. The, the only way he's getting the ball is if the play breaks down. You're like, Hey, look, there's Derek. Yeah. You know, you throw him like the ball. It's like guys I don't want to tackle. Derek Henry's up there. Oh, absolutely. If he, the moment they hand him the ball, if he's coming my way, I'm like, and a guy can run can like a block. 4 4. Yeah. No, I don't know. Imagine him there. running that fast in your direction. 250 Hard pounds. Pass. Just, no. there's no, there, you couldn't pay me enough mm-hmm. to get in front of that. Another little uh, Eagles shout out. All three Eagles rookie wide receivers ranged a 90 or above in speed. Jalen Rager, 93. See, we need to worry about their hands rating. That is true. That yeah. is something that the Eagles, I will give. They're going to have a lot of speed, my friend. Dude, is, you figure three rookies at 90-plus speed. Oh, by the way, we have an Olympic athlete, Goodwin. Olympic sprinter in Marquise uh, Goodwin. And you have Deshaun, who's, you know, boy's going through it right now. Alshon Jeffrey's going to, you know, he'll make up for the the top end of speed. He's got the – He's our sure-handed guy. Yeah. Which, he's which an Anquan Bolden. I'm not, even sure, team, I'm not even yeah. sure he's going to be on the team this year, but that's a whole other thing. It's <laughs> uh, a whole podcast in itself. Right. So, I mean, I love Madden. They have not done anything to innovate the game since, like, 2014. Still paying for but it. But I'm still giving them my money. I'm <laughs> still, you know, uh, getting in line early and, and pre-ordering and getting all the packs and all that stuff. But, I mean – all you people at EA, because I know you're listening, man. Get it together. Yeah, we, we got to do something. There has been no innovation to the game Nope. in a very long time. I'm telling you, that that five-on-five five or seven-on-seven seven mode would be amazing. Like, they, online. I think KO is, is cool. The, the knockout thing is cool. 
but to to stop it after four games, like four is such a weird number. Like, yeah. why not five? I don't know. But that's a whole other thing. Um, but it brought up a great conversation with Madden coming out. Um, one arguably one of the greatest sports franchises. Franch- yeah. um, it made me think. What is what was your favorite or is your favorite sports video game? Growing up, what like what was yours? What was the one like, oh my god, I go go home and play this game. Stay up till three o'clock in the morning. Have friends over, stay the night, play this game till yeah, man. When you three hours of the morning, when you brought up this topic, it just like memory lane just came back. Oh, absolutely. I was like, what game would I just play the most? Like with friends, uh, it was probably Tony Hawk. Any type of Tony Ooh. Hawks, Ooh. the pro Love skaters those games. They just uh, remastered all of them. I yeah. yeah, two and three. They just re- or love, one and two or something. Love playing like from Need for Speed Underground. Yeah, that was that was a great game. Little King Griffey Junior Slugfest for the N sixty four. Slugfest, God, I remember that game. In my like childhood game was Backyard Baseball. Remember that one? Mm, of course, yeah. PD Pablo, Pablo, yeah, yeah, Pablo Sanchez. Yeah, man. And then I, my overall game that I played probably the most, like me and my brother used to play and binge watch it or binge play it all the time, was MVP two thousand five. Still think it was really. The, is that the one with uh? uh it's uh Manny think, Martinez, Man, Manny Ramirez, Manny Ramirez. Yeah. Sorry, Manny Martinez. Still, still think that's like the, that guy though. The greatest baseball game for me. Really? Yeah. That's the one that had the the World Baseball Classic, right? Yeah, it had the the, wow. the classic. You Dude. could you could build your minor league team. So like I would, of course, you would make your own single A team. And right. then, like I made my whole high school team back then. Oh wow! Uh, time on your hands. Of course, man. my guy was just like. Oh, just romping, hitting dangers, dangers. Jeez. Um, but okay. yeah, MVP 05, and they had this really cool feature where it w- it would tell you what zone to hit it to, and it right. was just like backyard. You there would be a bunch of ramps, so if you hit it to the right side, ground ball, shoot up a ramp, hit a trailer, hit stuff. It was really neat. MVP 05. Um, I wish they would remaster it now for any Ooh, console. Okay. I would I would buy it in a heartbeat, but. Yeah, that was a game I played um, all day and all long, and I love I love being like the GM, especially mm. with like oh, that is always fun. Yeah, just trading, seeing what I could do, yeah. pick apart. That's that's what I kind of like in any sports games that I always play. I like playing the GM mode essentially, where it's just like I like building my team, seeing what I can get, building up, accumulating picks, and then scouting, and then playing a couple seasons right then i'm done <laughs> yeah no i get that dude i remember we used to play that game we'd play the world baseball classic i would get the dominican republic and just dominate with the dr you had albert pools you had manny ramirez uh dude they just had like slugger after slugger or i would play with usa and get carl crawford and steal every base carl crawford Ooh. was a beast. the guy i always traded for obviously it was the astros but i always got vlad guerrero Mm. My favorite Vlad. guy. Really? I think Love. was Vlad Dominican as well. I think he was on the team too. Like the team was just incredibly stacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that was like one of the rules was like the Mike Vick rule and like uh, Madden 2004 or whatever. <laughs> it was like you couldn't run with Vick. Yeah. Like, you yeah. couldn't play with the DR in MVP baseball. But yes, that's an awesome game. That's funny. Uh, for me, I think probably I, I had a, a classic game growing up and then one that I played probably later. Um, Tech Mobile. Uh, NBA Jam oh. Tournament Edition. I mean, that's Oof. just you couldn't beat it. Dude. Who's your team? Scotty's on fire. I don't know. Uh, most of the time, I played with the Rockets just because uh, I was a big Rockets fan growing yeah. up, and they had Hakeem and Robert Ori in there, and that was. I mean, yeah. you couldn't beat that. But I will tell you, my my dark horse pick was the at the time Charlotte Hornets because they had Zoe 
and Larry, Larry Johnson. Johnson. Grandmama. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then they also had Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Yeah. So those – I tend to uh, – to run with those three in some way, shape, or form. NBA Jam is just one of those I'm fun games. Just yamming on people. It, oh, one, it, it you can play man. it by yourself, and then it's even more competitive when you're playing against somebody. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then probably when I got older, a game I, I started to really get into was the MLB The Show games. Yeah. Uh, when you could create your player, and then, like, you know, you'd get on, and you could steal the base, and it showed it at the view. Like, you could see the pitcher. Right. And that was that – was, really innovative for me and uh like you know it fast forward you when you'd make a play out in the infield or some shit i i thought that was cool i thought that was cool um i think those did mike tyson's punch out was probably up there did you ever play uh like it was an mlb slugfest it was like nfl blitz but it was a dude you could like knock people and then you could play with the horses remember And you could like knock people off first base and tag them out. It was like blitz, but for baseball. Yeah, you would you would hit the ball and you could run down first, and they would catch it, and you could actually punch him, and they would yeah. drop the ball. Dude, when we get off this, I'll pull it up on YouTube because it has oh, to be there. Wow. Slugfest was. That, oh, that I was, forgot that about was, that. Yeah, me too. Just thinking about was Slugfest the one where like you could like run up the wall, uh, and like press a combination of like uh, no Y X A Y X A Y X A like that and rob the home run. Maybe I don't. There was know. a it's game been... like that, and. Uh, Wow. God, me and my buddy Mike used to play that game, and he had somebody I forget who it was, uh, but he used to always rob my homers. But I'd like just knock it out of the park, and you could run up the wall, and you would jump, and it would freeze, and it would a pop like a combination would pop up really quickly, and you typed it in, you could rob the rob home it. run. If you missed it, it was a home run. Oh man! <laughs> and he would just get like the easiest ones. It would be like A A A B. I'm like, come on! And I would get like, <laughs> and I would get like, uh, you know. Y, right trigger, B, turn around. I'm like, God, I can't. <laughs> Where is the give me like two seconds? Dude, but yeah, I, I think that was Slugfest. Slugfest, man. Dude, good yeah, game. That one was a fun game. Uh, but all that's great. Okay. All that's fine and dandy. But the greatest sports video game of all time is ESPN's NFL 2K5. Yeah? Yeah. It was rated number 41 on, uh, I think it was like... Some video game magazine. I didn't write it down. Uh, <laughs> they did like well the greatest video games of all time. Okay, and it ranked forty-one. Wow, it was the highest sports video game at, uh, at that in that ranking, right? So, first things first, right? I, everybody loves knows me. I love being petty, right? <laughs> and so they were obviously going at it with Madden. This is back when before Madden yeah. became ultra petty and bought out the the licensing. Now they're the only football franchise video game you can buy. Um, so before that, the great minds at ESPN were like, yo, we know what we're going to do. It was because they were with Sega. So the great minds yeah. at Sega were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to drop this game three weeks before Madden, and we're going to sell it for $19.99. As you so should. again, amazing price. Yeah. The best content, or not even getting into the content, it's it's the best price. At the time, it was, uh, I think, $20 cheaper than Madden. So Madden was $39.99. So you get it for $20, you get it for half the price, basically. Right? Petty King, you dropped it three weeks, and it outsold Madden. It worked because it outsold Madden in, uh, in Xbox, 938,000 copies to 773 <laughs> copies. And they almost beat them in PlayStation. They lost by, like, I think it's like 5,000 copies. But still. Wow, yeah. Overall. Right? So before the game, even you even turn the game on, you, you've got them beaten. I think yeah. they, they were talking about people from EA came out and was like, we knew this was going to be trouble when they dropped it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like earlier. Yeah. Ever. So, okay. So first things first, they had like 
all of the aesthetics from ESPN at the time, like they had like the Sports Center like uh, stats screen. Remember, it was like all maroon and yeah. like, the timeline, all the like the stats underneath. They had that. They had the Chris Berman halftime and post game show, Ooh. and it wasn't even like you know like they have it on Madden now where it's like, and he runs for a touchdown or like right. uh, you know they won. But it's all very generic yeah. stuff. Well, Chris Berman would be like, and check out this spin. Or he bobbled it on the catch. Like, super specific as to what you did on the game. As opposed to, like, you know. Nice move. Running back <laughs> runs for touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It was like, no. Like, LaDainian Tomlinson runs out to the right and spins inside. Like, it was so crazy how accurate it was, right? Um, they also had, for the franchise mode, weekly wrap-ups that you could watch Chris Berman talk about. He would talk about your game and all the other games. Right. And show highlights of the other games. Um, they had a 25th anniversary mode that allowed you to go back and replay like historic moments. So they had like the catch and like all these kind of stuff. So, and you could go down and like every time you beat it, you unlock certain things, which was pretty cool. Um, franchise mode was just leaps and bounds better than Madden is to this day. Um, (laughs) playoff stats are, 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 were tracked. Um, which you don't get in Madden. Right. You just get like playoff MVP or whatever. I don't right, think right. you get that. You get like Super Bowl MVP, but it doesn't show you the, the playoff stats. Um, they gave you, there was better like training leading up to like the week. So like all the the practices were more in depth and you could do different like little mini modes. Um, they had a first person mode where you were inside the helmet. I think I showed you guys this the oh, other yeah. day. Yeah. Where you could like run and then like you could like switch over bodies to the next guy yeah when you show me that it reminded me of the uh, mike vick experience you know yeah yeah, yeah. bro it's just like that and it was so much fun like they had all these little different mini modes that you could play before you even got into franchise and then they had this thing which was my favorite thing it's called the crib and basically you were given a house and you could decorate it with like all like your favorite like sport your favorite football team's stuff right and they had like a, a trophy case and it was you could uh you know, get different trophies for doing different things. So they have right. like franchise stuff, like in your franchise, win the Super Bowl in two years in a row, right? Or have a quarterback who wins MVP or something like that, right? And they also had like individual rewards. So basically it was like you could play like a quick game with the Broncos, but you had to get two pick sixes with Champ Bailey. And if you did it, you unlock these like awards and then yeah. that could get you like a pool table. Yeah. And then you could play pool. <laughs> like you would get a pool stick and you would play pool. That's they had darts. Cool. That's and they had innovative back then. Especially back in that day. It was yeah. so in depth. It's a depth. game within a game. Yeah. It was so in-depth, and it was in just so cool. And and, and kind of like the, the, the cherry on top was they had like a VIP profile that you could make. And it tracked how many times you did certain things. So it had tracked how many times you ran a play, how many times you went for it on fourth down, how many times you ran the ball to the outside of the field versus how many times you ran on the inside of the field. And it would keep all of this information after the games you played and the, and the plays yeah. that you chose. And then you could play – that profile so you could essentially play yourself yeah that's and pretty see, cool isn't that, that is, insane it's cool. like artificial intelligence and, and again much. the ai and, and before you can get to the like the actual like gameplay the ai was way better uh offensive linemen when they were swinging on like like a run play would actually like pick up a block and like cut them to the knees instead of just like whiffing on a block <laughs> and they're doing madden it's totally yeah. frustrating the ai was so much really better is. but like and the, another cool thing about the vip profile was like Say I wanted to play against you, but you weren't home. Yeah. You could give me access to your VIP, and I could play your VIP profile. So I'd basically be playing, playing you, you, even if you weren't even online. That's insane. And again, to this day. Could you imagine if you got beat by my ghost, essentially? Essentially, yeah. Like, Jeez. 
You know what I mean? Like, dude, you can't even beat my bro. You just favor. I figured out you just run two plays. <laughs> right. I mean, that's obviously the downfall. That's, that's me. And the coach uh, coaches had their own VIPs based off of the stats from the year before, so you could actually really play like you know Andy Reid's Eagles, or you could really play Andy Reid's well, Eagles. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> but dude, it was it was just the best one they had. Oh, and last but not least, I know I said that a second ago, but like they actually had you could choose what you wanted to challenge. So you know in yeah. Madden it just says challenge play and you have to oh, hope that it that. is? hate that. So yeah, this one literally had hard. like, do you want to challenge the spot of the ball? Did he step out of bounds? Was the catch in or out of bounds? Do you, are you uh, challenging Actual that thing. he fumbled? Yeah. Yeah. Like it gave you a list to choose from. That's so that cool. was the great. And Madden is just like challenge play. Like I mean, yes. Yeah, but I guess you, that's what we're And doing. it was like, yeah, no, he didn't step out of bounds. I was like that's like, not no, what I was challenging. I'm challenging the fumble. Yeah, yeah. it was – and it's crazy that, like you said, like that was back in 2004. Yeah. And here we are 16 years later, and I'm getting frustrated every August at the new Madden that comes out. But As you pay for it. Right, as I give them $100. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I'll what do it. What are you going to do? I'll do it. But the thing is, the only yeah. franchise mode. They yeah. corner the market. I think they have it for like another five to six years, and they'll probably re-up again. Really? Yeah, they bought it to where they're the uh, – Madden could be the only NFL franchise mode. So there's a bunch of like football arcade Whatever. modes. Like, yeah. So there's like a NFL street somewhere or, you know what I'm saying, like that. But there's no, you can't have a franchise mode. Madden bought out the rights through the NFL or EA bought the rights out through the NFL. Let's bring back so, NFL Blitz then. Huh? I'm telling you, that'd be awesome. Create a play. Bro, NFL Street was crazy too. NFL and NBA Street. NBA Street was NBA fun. Street NBA was Street crazy. Volume 2 was in one of the best games ever. Wow. But, uh, but NFL Street. I would get the Eagles. They had Trey Thomas, the offensive lineman, at Deuce Staley and Todd Pinkston and Donovan J. McNabb. Dominating. Huh? Dominating. Jesus. But the only time Todd Pinkston can ever say that. Bro, Todd Pinkston's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Uh, That's hilarious. But, yeah, man, that made, just made me think. I was like, man, Madden's coming out. Uh, I think we knew UFC game is coming out. I yeah, know that because they trailer for that. beat it over our heads during the during the fight. Yeah, Every other second, it was talking about the promo, but that looks good. They have uh, they were showing you could do like backyard brawls, so like kind of how Masvidal started yeah, out. Yeah, so you can start up as like a dude fighting in the backyard or like this little cage, or they have uh, what's the from the dojo thing? Oh uh, yeah, from Mortal Kombat. No uh, wait, uh, no, not Karate not Kid. And we had, I know what you're talking about because uh, Israel Adesanya is the yeah. one that, that's doing it for Not that I think it's Shaolin or something like that. I don't know. It's not that. But anyway, they have it like a like a like a you're in like a cave somewhere and you're fighting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so you can pick your fighter and where you want them to start and bring them up. So that looks really cool. Um, I feel like it's been forever it's since born in the sewers. Right? right. I feel like UFC right. three has been out forever. So. Fighting Ninja Turtle? Yeah. You never awesome. know. But I'm looking forward. So those are two sports games that are coming out. I'll probably get UFC to hold me over for a week and a half before I get Madden and then just ruin my life staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning playing Madden. Got to, man. You got to, especially if they add that KO again. Yeah. But all right, man. Well, that about wraps it up. Um, anything else you guys thought I'd want to cover? You know, just about no, uh, I think I saw something about the, the MLS's back thing, challenge coming out. But uh, until I see more scores, I really – have much on that you know what i mean yeah gregory i think i'm good guys thanks for dropping in and uh this is fun like always yeah if you want to follow us matt how they follow us yeah uh you can find us on instagram uh msm productions 2020 uh, or you can email us msm daily mail at gmail.com 
uh, whatever's easiest. Um, just, you know, send us a message with what you got. And shout out to everybody who's been reaching out and, yeah, and telling they sure. like the show. Love to hear from you guys. Send an email, post a comment, do something, man. Anything. We want to we want to do like a mailbag session. So do that. We want to uh, get your feedback and answer some questions you may have. Yep. But until then, you know, until next week, have a great weekend. Yeah, man, y'all have a good one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sports is coming. We're almost there, man. Almost We're stretch. almost there, almost man. Hang stretch, in there, everybody. guys. <laughs> All right. All right, Woo. man. See y'all next week. I'm not going